Welcome back, everyone. This episode is with Ashley Grubbs and Julie McCoy, the owners and creators of Mind Your Mess in Houston, Texas. They are professional organizers that just have recently, as you'll hear in the podcast, expanded their business up to Bend, Oregon. It's a really cool story about how they had full-time jobs, they left that to pursue their passions, and then they met over a cup of coffee, and the rest is history. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did they're two super cool humans, and please enjoy the episode with Ashley Grubbs and Julie McCoy. There we go. It's that easy. We are recording now. Thank you both for being on. This is kind of cool. Um, the first time having two guests on the podcast. Yay. Yeah, so, super fun. And um, it's very interesting. I know I talked a little bit to Ashley uh, at, to set this thing up. But um, both of you have like a really cool story to me, and that is, is at least for Ashley's side, doing this as a full time gig, the organizing business. And can you all explain a little bit about that? Yeah, so our business name is Mind Your Mess, and what we do is we help people declutter and create six systems and functionality in their homes so that they can live a less chaotic life. So we, um, basically help people just then, you know, declutter, decide what's important to them, and then help them get organized in their homes and a lot of times in their lives. So, In their life as well? <laughs> yes, because when you have an organized home, it kind of trickles over into a lot of aspects of your life. And this is something that you would think um, maybe they, they should get disciplined on their own and do themselves. Like, if you look at it from the outside, you're like, why don't you just, like, okay, just organize yourself. But I also I also have had the luxury of going and knocking on a lot of doors and talking to a lot of people. And you get to see a lot of the different things. And there are a lot of creative people that aren't very good at doing that sort of stuff. Like, organizing their things just doesn't happen. If they do, then it goes right back to being messy. Like a mechanic. A mechanic <laughs> seems to always organize everything and then two days later it's destroyed they know where everything is but nobody else can find a single tool Mm -hmm. yeah so the problem is is that people don't put systems in place to keep the the organization and that's kind of where we come in we ask a lot of questions during the process to figure out what would work for that client and their family um we don't do the same thing for every person so once we ask a lot of questions and we figure out how they either run their house or how they would like for things to be run, we're able to put systems in place that are easily maintainable and that can also easily change a little bit as their family grows or changes. Nice. Now, what what made you both want to get into this? Julie, go ahead. Well... Organization has always been a passion of mine. Ever since I was a little kid, I would go over to my friends' homes, and they would want to play, and all I would want to do is clean their room. And then once (laughs) their room was clean, then I could focus on playing. And, I mean, they loved me. Their parents loved me. It was a great system, but it was like (laughs) this OCD. And that just carried on through my life. I I shared a room with my sister most of the time growing up, and I'm sure I drove her nuts, like constantly putting her things away and reorganizing things and so it honestly it did not click for the longest time that I could make this a career until finally I was just sick of corporate life 
And I said, what can I do that would be my own thing that I would love to do at any time of the day? Like, I could do this. And I was like, well, I guess I could organize a closet at any point in the time. (laughs) (laughs) So then I just, like, started Googling organizing professionally, and I found professional organizers were actually a thing. And I kind of just got everything going from there. We hit the ground running. And so as a little kid, you enjoyed like cleaning up rooms. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, I loved tidying things. It was the best. It still is. <laughs> it was the best. <laughs> that is so... It was more. It was literally more fun than playing. You're talking. And... To, I had to create like these serious habits where I have to work hard at it, and my wife is constantly like, "Turn the light off. Pick that up. Why are you so messy all the time?" <laughs> And I mean, you're not our alone, ho- Aaron. You're not alone. Our house is like nice and neat too, but like I still have to create habits. Otherwise, I would be very messy. Right. My husband's the same way. He does. He does pretty good, but you know, I'm OCD, so he has a high standard to live up to. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you grew up in this business. <laughs> <laughs> now, where did you two meet? So we met in this group of organizers. We both had Googled professional organizer. We didn't know each other. And it both led us to this group called the Inspired Organizer. And um, that's where we met. It's a group of worldwide uh, people that want to be professional organizers or they're interested in being a professional organizer. And we joined the group and we met there. And um, I think that I... I, I think Julie reached out to me. I don't remember who reached out to who. And we went up for coffee, and I knew that I had, like, some really large jobs coming up that I couldn't do alone. But I wanted to meet her first and just kind of make sure that we clicked. And we met for coffee, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, Julie is freaking awesome. <laughs> so I ended up being like, hey, I have some really big jobs coming up do you want to come on these jobs with me? Because at that point, she had her own business. I had my own business. But I didn't know who else to ask for help. So, and I knew that she had, like, the same, the same, like, outlook on things as me for the most part because we were both in this group together and took the same course. So we both kind of had the same views. And so uh, she came with me on this job, and we worked together, and it was just, like, the easiest thing it was like we had worked together forever and we knew exactly what each other wanted and we didn't even have to talk sometimes we could just look at each other and we knew what was about to happen next and it was just so easy and flawless so I asked her to come with me on another large job and then another one and then we just kept working together and eventually we were like do you just want to merge and be one business and so that's what we did and here we are now and how long has it been going? Like, how long have you guys had this this business going together? So, since it's been um, about a year, July of 2018 is whenever we officially merged. Gotcha. You guys work together on, on the same projects? Like, you go to the same house together and look at things and talk to the clients? Yeah, so we do free in-home consultations. We usually go together if we can. Um, and then we have a team of organizers that are helping us and they're doing most of the projects and Julie and I are the project managers. So we kind of oversee all of the projects. That's awesome. So you guys have employees that work underneath you. Yes. (laughs) How cool is that? I I mean, 
Just looking at it, you would think that you had, like, it was just you two doing it and, like, that hustling that way. Um, do you just contract that labor out? Are they full-time employees, part-time people? They're subcontractors. Subcontractors? Yeah. That's real. They're, like, they are, like, part of our team. Yeah. They are, they are the bread and the butter. <laughs> <laughs> so, you do a lot of businesses, too, and does, does that require a lot of repeat business from people as well? Julie, why don't you talk about that with helping um, Miss Box? Wait, what was, hold on. If there was like, re, like repeat business, um, is it like if you get businesses and you organize like their, their uh, oh, oh, oh. storage facility or even with the personal side, is there more repeat business with one or the other? Yeah, so we offer maintenance packages, which I've helped. Um, we've helped m- multiple of our clients with repeat maintenance, and they'll have us come in on a monthly basis and just kind of maintain the work that we've done in their home. That way it doesn't completely undo itself. Um, I've done work um, for companies. I helped decorate their offices and get them organized whenever they hired on, like, a new COO. Um, and then I go in the – the president of the company is really disorganized, so I'll go in and just help him. He's, I mean, he's a great entrepreneur, but I help him kind of just maintain this, the appearance of his office before big meetings and such. Um, so that's, yeah, we, we have repeat customers that way. Sometimes we'll have people, like one of our clients is building a new home, and they're looking forward to hiring us once they move in. So, I mean, we have a pretty good retention rate, I would say. Oh, that's, I mean... Yeah. I can see it being like such a needed thing as far as because it is so nice. And I I will share this story on the personal side. My truck and I drive a lot of miles. It stayed like filthy. I mean, filthy. That was like my trash can was over here. My storage bin was in the back. I mean, you name it. I had everything with me. Uh, We've got three kids. So it just stays like all their stuff was in there. My stuff, my wife's stuff. I would throw trash and you know because I'm eating on the road in the middle of nowhere and trying to eat healthy so there's Tupperware everywhere and wrappers and you name it <laughs> and so uh, it's it was like that man for probably uh, ten years it was that sort of thing and I I was like man I got to get better I got to get better I keep getting made fun of and finally <laughs> I forced myself to just keep my truck neat I said I'm going to create I'm just going to take everything out it's going to I'm going to do it and it was very tough but now. I make other people aggravated because of how neat I like my truck <laughs> because it makes me I love that. It makes me feel good. Like it makes me feel good to have a nice neat truck and it bothers me now when things are in my way. Yeah. So, you know, that's one one reason why I love what we do because of the way that it makes people feel and and it's pretty uh, dramatic and quick like when we make small changes in one session, one session is typically two to four hours, and they, at the end of that session, are just so liberated. And they're like, this makes me feel good. It takes this huge weight off of your shoulders that you sometimes don't even realize is there, you know? And you just are so motivated to keep going. and. So motivated to live that way because a lot of times people don't realize the weight that that clutter and untidiness has on us. Yeah. 
it is interesting too, like the psychology of clutter and how it does it's associated with depression and anxiety and there are a lot of psychological benefits of being surrounded by an organized space and living in an organized space it helps you focus it brings clarity a greater sense of satisfaction with your life um so i i like to think that we're bringing all of that to our clients as well not just a pretty space yeah that's and that's kind of why i said that truck story because i figured that and you said you do it for people's lives as well but like that just going in and organizing something as simple as maybe a kitchen um Mm -hmm. they can realize the relief of not having to look for something and when you just visually see things everywhere just scattered it makes you kind of anxious like it just makes you like and and there's no sense of pride or ownership it's just like junks everywhere um Mm -hmm. so yeah it's interesting you say that because when we do like children's playrooms, um, we want them to feel like that is their space. And when you feel that way, they take pride, they take ownership of it. And they, you know, a lot of times parents will say, oh, well, they're not ever going to put it back. You know, I'm going to follow the system. But I think it's just that they haven't been given that chance because there wasn't a system. So when we create a system for these children, and we show them the space and where things go and things have like picture labels and everything, they get excited about putting those things back. And they do, they take pride and they take ownership in it. And they're like, this is my space. I wanna have fun in my space. I'm gonna put everything where it goes. And it's exciting for them. And it changes things. It changes the way that that, um, that playroom functions. And no, it's not perfect uh, because, you know, sometimes kids aren't gonna put everything back exactly where it goes. But it's a step, and as they get older, they learn. They learn where it goes, and that's going to start to help them learn to put their clothes back, or their clothes in the closet, or in their drawers. You know, they may not fold them perfectly, but as they grow, they're going to start to learn and create systems for themselves. So, yeah, and that's exactly what Aaron did with his truck. He wasn't intentional yeah. about it for the longest time, and it was a mess. But then finally, he was like you know what, I'm going to make this happen. And he created his own system, and now he maintains it, and it works great for him, and it brings a sense of pride. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But as far as the kids is interesting because I think if I had started at an early age, it would have been better as well. Like I would have – the habit would have been already there. Does that make sense? Easier not to do. But at the same time, I enjoy it because I know that I can – I can change like I can I can do something um, and fix something it's like you can teach an old dog new tricks type of thing yeah Mm -hmm. Um, and you can change a mindset like that uh, the whole free will thing Uh, you can actually learn and create a habit that you didn't have and you thought you would never ever get just like those parents like they're never gonna put their stuff away well yeah they will if you're patient and have time like take time Mm -hmm. And just keep on with the system and keep that system going. And then eventually they start putting their stuff away. And, and you start seeing incremental, like small incremental improvements down the, down the line. Yeah. yeah, pretty small is, is uh, very helpful, I think. <laughs> and I think, too, like organizing is also a skill that can be learned. And Ashley and I have been doing it for fun since we were kids. So 
things don't seem as quite as overwhelming when we look at a space that even one we've never like seen before we still have like all of these ideas but kids will do the same thing and they'll learn that skill and work that muscle and get stronger at it and it's just it's really cool are you both live in houston i guess yeah yeah do you mainly just do work in the houston area or do you guys travel around like texas and do this so um we actually have been to Santa Fe, New Mexico, and um, we do, most of our clients are in Houston, but we travel, you know, outside the loop as well to some of the suburbs. Um, we will travel throughout Texas, but we also just um, expanded our business to Bend, Oregon. I know that that seems very far away, but um, Bend is one of my favorite places, and it's always kind of been my dream, and we had the opportunity to do it, so we're going to go for it. So do you both go to Bend? No. Uh, I, I mean, Julie, I'd love her to come with me. but One day I might. Yeah, hopefully one day. You, if you do, have you ever been before, Julie? I have, I have been to Portland, but I have not been to Bend. You might not want to come back. <laughs> I know I've seen Ashley's pictures and it looks amazing. The whole town looks like that. It's everywhere you look and go and everything. I just went up at the end of this year and um, before I we went there, there at the same time. Oh yeah, that's right. We were there at the same time because we were yeah. trying to go to the same gym, but uh, the other two ended up liking the other workout, which that was a mistake. We should have gone to the other gym. But, <laughs> but we'll be we'll be back there for sure. We don't have too many repeat spots, but Utah is one. We really like Utah a lot. Uh, it's very similar to uh, to Oregon when we went to that trip. Like they're they're very similar, and then Hawaii is like the top of the list. Wow. Uh, but I mean, being landlocked is kind of worth it there. <laughs> so, yeah. but that's neat that you've and kind of crazy that you chose Ben. Is it just because you enjoyed Ben? So my dad lives there, and I've. Um lived there almost my whole life and so I've grown up going there every summer or sometimes during Christmas to go visit home and I've always enjoyed it but then as an adult going to visit I started to go out on my own and do things and hike and you know as you get older you learn to appreciate the outdoors a little bit more and like notice things that you didn't notice when you were a kid and so I just started really falling in love with Bend and now that I'm 35, I'm like, I just, I love it. I go there every summer, and every summer I keep staying longer and longer and longer. And, of course, my dad is thrilled that I'm there. And so now this this summer I was there for two weeks, and then um, I saw that there was a lot of opportunity there for business expansion because um, the way that Bend is growing right now, I think it's, really just there's so much opportunity and so I came back here for, for weeks and I went back to Bend for two weeks and now I'm gonna go back in December for um, a month nice so, now uh, Julie have like have you both ever thought about can you work remotely in this thing can you like fly to someplace visit them and then work remotely or do you have to constantly be in contact with the customer and all that good stuff it depends on where they are in their project. I, I guess I would say it definitely helps having people behind, like leaving people behind to take care of a lot of that. A lot of it's busy work, honestly, whether it's going to a consultation or 
picking up supplies just to help the subs or just dropping in like it I think it would be difficult to do it completely remotely without having somebody there unless you were doing virtual organizing which a lot of people do we haven't really gotten into that much though I kind of feel like that face-to-face is better with a lot of that stuff like they can't get either one of you's like mannerisms and enthusiasm and you know they don't get you don't get the same feeling over a virtual thing as you do when you're there in person you can tell like hey julie really likes to organize ashley really likes to organize like these two must have grown up doing this you know you can tell you can get that feeling from you if you're in person but if you're not it would be a whole lot more difficult and to take in like i would imagine in my mind you would need to take in their all of their surroundings. Yeah, it is. It, I would say it's much simpler in person. I've done a couple sessions of virtual organizing, and it was not the same at all. And have you have you ever thought about flying to like both of you flying to other areas other than like that? Just on certain jobs, like opening it up to like the whole United States, whoever needs it. Well, we did we did go to Santa Fe, New Mexico for one client who was moving from Houston out there. So we are happy to travel and organize. That's uh, that's awesome. I love this whole idea because there's really no box that you can put yourself in. I know it's so fun. You, know, you can go all over the place and like find a job because no, I think no matter where you go, you're going to need people are going to need organization. Absolutely. And it sounds silly. Like it does sound silly when you say like. Uh, when I got the job I'm in now, I was like, there's no way there's any money in that. And then I talked to the guy who is a buddy and I got off the phone. I was like, looks like I'm moving. You know, it was like, (laughs) wow, I didn't realize that there was, you know, any sort of paycheck in it at all. And this seems like that sort of thing, but even better because you two like each other and you're doing something that's like a dream job. Mine's just a job. Yours is, man, I'm really (laughs) passionate about this thing. And want to go do it and you're on your own you know it's just you two working together it is really fun we're very thankful was there any fear about like did y'all have jobs before this like regular full-time jobs i i I worked for um i I actually have you heard of harassed being in the crossfit world yes you may have heard of them yes so i worked for harassed for five years okay and great I, I loved working with them, but it, it, there was just a point where I was like, I'm, I'm tired of spending my weekends getting everything done that I didn't have time to do during the week. And if you know me, you know that I love adventures. I love to go do things. I love to travel. I want to see the world. I have all these like goals in my life that I felt like I was being held back and I couldn't reach them by having a corporate world job. And um, I just felt I was, you know, I was kind of like Julie, like, was like, what can I do at any point in the day that I love and not be upset about it, you know? And and I kind of had always thought, well, not always, but like probably two years before I opened my business, I thought that I wanted to like be an entrepreneur. I was like, but what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't know. (laughs) You know, I don't know what I'm supposed to do or open or anything like that. But it kind of just happened. And, um, and I, I started my dress in September of 2016 and April of 2017, I left Arasi to 
go full force with Mind Your Mess, I took a huge leap of faith. This was not like, um, you know, years in the making. It was kind of just like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. And I can't grow this business how I want it to be unless I'm in this full time. So that's what I did. And now here we are. <laughs> how about you, Julie? Did you have a full-time job as well, or did you always do the organizing? No, I, I had a full-time job doing, like, administrative assistant stuff. Um, and I had been doing that for about three years and just got to the point where it was slowly sucking my soul away. So um, I, I, I branched out doing um, some type of direct sales company and wasn't passionate about it definitely fizzled out pretty quickly and that's when it was like well I don't have a job and I hate what I'm doing there so what can I do and that was all I needed for some inspiration <laughs> and so <laughs> times. I, I love that because I'm a very much just pull the trigger type of human um, <laughs> like I love I love role, like I call it like you could say rolling the dice taking a chance gambling I'm not much of a gambler which doesn't make any sense I don't like to gamble on chance but I hate Anything I'm involved in where I have any sort of control over the outcome, I'm all in. Like, I'll put my money down on that. Like, because yeah, I, right. I, and I get that sense from you too. It's like you feel like you can always fix something and succeed. You're going to always come out on top. It's like a positive thing. Um, no matter yeah. what the obstacle or adversity may be, like, things are going to come up. And that's almost m more fun fixing that problem. I agree. Yeah, it is fun. And being like owning your own business, you constantly are having to think on your toes. Like even recently, we were kind of going to pivot our business, head, may head like a slightly different direction. And it's fun and exciting to see how it's going to change and grow our business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like, we like had a meeting and I go, Julie, I'm not sleeping tonight because my brain will just go, 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 go. Full, it's like excitement, you know, about, Oh my gosh, what does the future hold? And you know, whenever I was younger, I used to say, you know how people always say, if you could have any superpower or whatever, what would you have? And my answer was always be able to tell the future. And now I'm completely opposite. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to know the future. Like, I like the excitement of not knowing because it makes me work hard and it keeps me on my toes and it keeps things adventurous. And I like that. I like to just know that I have to work hard and push forward and let's just see what happens. You know, it's, it's fun for me. And I'm, I'm assuming that feeling came like in a major way when you quit your job because Arosti's a, a big company, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it, and, it, and they like, I'm sure it, like going from a consistent paycheck to then being all on you and uncertain about anything coming in. And you still have yeah. to pay bills. And you're like, let's do this. Scary, but I just, I had faith that everything would be okay. Yeah. And do you guys remember, both of you, do you remember like that point where you, you just said, I'm pulling the trigger. Like the specific moment in time where it was just like, I, oh, I do. we're doing this. Really, do you? I don't think I remember this specific moment. Mine was more of like a marinade. <laughs> I had to think about it for a while. A marinade. <laughs> I like that. But I was very, I mean, I was blessed because my husband had a great job. And so 
and my family, like I knew there was a safety net too. And so my, both my dad and my brother are entrepreneurs. And so I felt like there was a lot of safety in that too. Um, but you still, I mean, I could be lazy and not get anything done. Like you still have to work the system. Otherwise nothing's going to come of it, no matter how big your safety net is. So, yeah. And, um, and you said you're, you're, uh, you're pregnant right now, right? Right. So do you have any kids right now, either one of you? Mm-mm. So this will be the first one. I mean, I can tell you, and I know it sounds funny. You say you're a blood and yes, it's a blessing to have a spouse that works. Um, and that does help out. However, it takes a team, like it definitely takes teamwork and a lot of effort when you have two people involved and then you start adding three and four and the other two can't like support themselves and you're responsible for those two little things. It really makes you think differently about, Uh um, about all of that stuff. And you know, starting this podcast and doing the coffee, it's been, uh, I just realized how much more, passionate and in love with my wife I am because we work together as a team in that system and it's so much fun like even though it's just a little side hustle and it's not really making us money it's so much fun to see like see and try to grow something and have a project together um, but it is a lot of work because she's actually pursuing what she's passionate about and that's like she's a CrossFit coach and does a kids program and she really likes like training kids and getting them on the right path and she's been involved with it for a long time um way longer than i have in the in the crossfit world and so but she just overall fitness for kids and so she's pursuing that path and and just it took a yeah it took a big leap of faith on her part so like you all three have something serious like crazy in common um when it comes to that and it seems like i don't know i talked to and i i'm proud to talk to like people like yourself like both you ladies and then seeing my wife and then it's just an example for my daughter to grow up and be like yes you can do so many different things like there's no pigeonhole because you are a female or like whatever it is you want you can go out and just make your own business you can travel the world you know um whereas before like if you grow up like listening to my dad it's not a bad thing at all it's a very much a protective mindset but he comes from an area of like he didn't want my mom to go places by herself because he was worried about her safety, gotcha. which is a legit thing. Like it's a real thing, but, um, there's some, you can't that, live life in fear. Yeah. Right. I, and I don't want my daughter to live that way. Right. I want her to be, you know, I, I want them to go out and do stuff. So, uh, all yeah, of them, all so three of the kids. I'm reading this book right now and it's called you are a badass. Have you heard of it? I have. I think my wife has read that book. Yeah. A awesome book. Awesome book. Like, I wish that I... I say I wish I would have read it, like, 10 years ago, but I also think that I wouldn't have taken it the same way 10 years ago. Like, I wouldn't have truly believed what I was reading. But now, I believe what I'm reading, and I'm like, this is true. Like, <laughs> you can do anything. Do you... So, do you two ever get in uh, or ever even think or get offered stuff for like public speaking on on entrepreneur stuff or anything like that? No, I mean, we go speak at like events about what we do and stuff, but nothing major. <laughs> Ashley would be phenomenal at that, though. <laughs> I love speaking. I, mm-hmm. 
I like I love sharing my passion with the world. I love I do not mind standing in front of hundreds or thousands of people and talking about what we do. I've always been that way. Like I've always liked to share what's on my mind. <laughs> so, um, I so I love speaking. Yeah. So is that where you two make a really good team as far as like the opposites and strengths? Yes. Yes. We I sometimes I feel like we're complete opposites and yet we get along so well and it's mind-boggling. But uh-huh. that was, whenever we first started organizing together, Ashley loved one part of the process and I loved another part of the process and I was good at that part and she was good at that part and it just really complemented each other and we discovered that it applies to business aspects as well. There's certain sides of it. She really loves the sales side and the networking side. And I would much rather do the actual, like, what's the word? The actual like business admin side of it. Um, and so we, we do complement each other pretty well in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think like that has to do a lot. That's something that I have noticed. Like some people can get this, a mindset of it's their way or like they're not open-minded to the way others may think. And there's a really, I think it's a really big important skill to have to realize your strength and weakness to try to find them. But honestly, like you may Mm -hmm. want to be like, I may want to be organized, but I know that I wasn't, you know, I would be lying to myself if I said that I was, but Oh, I'm an organizer. No, my wife is the organizer. She gets everything (laughs) together, you know, and, and I am the, like, I'm the like salesperson, if you want to say, as far as, even though she's equally as good, if not a better salesperson than, as me, but um, definitely our strengths and weaknesses are those things. And so I, it's, it's important to honestly look at it and not take the ego out. And you yeah. two like say, okay, I understand. Like you said, Julie, I understand that what I do good and that Ashley does this good and I'm going to let her do good what she does good and then mm-hmm. Ashley lets Julie do what Julie does good and then it works together as a perfect team yeah yeah it's very fun it's fun whenever you can encourage each other in your in one another's strengths it's yeah. it, it seems and, like know, it is the cool thing is, is we're there to help each other out you know like if I can't go on a consultation or something I 100% trust that Julie will do her job and that or if I can't go to a networking meeting and I 100% trust that Julie will still do a great job. There's no doubt in my head about that. Um, but is that her strength or is that what she loves to do? Probably not, but it's great to have somebody there to help you out when needed, you know, that mm-hmm. can still do that job, do that part, but it doesn't have to be all the time. And how yeah, do you, so. so how do you two, or like, it just hit my head right now, so I don't mean to change like total gears, but <laughs> how do you two market? And if you do the sales, Ashley and Julie, uh, you're on the, you know, more on the back in the business side, the operation side of things in this deal. Go. Like, how do you market in such a big place like Houston? You just go knock on doors. Do you pass out flyers? You have a website. I mean, how, how how many different things do you do, and what's your process? Go ahead, Jolie. Um, so 
one of the reasons I loved partnering with Ashley is because she's amazing at networking. She talks about organizing to all of her friends, to everybody she talks to, to anybody she comes in contact with. So that's how we've been growing our business for the past year or two. Yeah. Um, lately, though, we have gotten – my dad has a magazine that advertises in homes. It's a home – the home. it's called The Home Mag. Um and so he kind of was like, well, y'all really need to try this out. So we tried it out, and that's worked really well for us. Um, so that kind of just gets us in homes in the demographic that we're really trying to um, work with. And that's been really good. That's helped us grow a lot. So we're going to keep lot. doing that, and we're actually looking at other other forms of mail, mail advertising, direct mail that we can use, just because it seems to get a good response. And a lot of the people that – have hired us in the past read direct mail so that's been working well for us that's crazy that nowadays and all the stuff that's going on that direct mail you found that it works better for you, you got more responses out of that yeah it, it honestly surprised us too because yeah in our online course a lot of it was like this is how you can advertise on social media and this is how you can get clients but we've come to find out that the clients who like working with us are not on social media in quite the same way that other people are so so well, yeah. I mean, it seems like you found like the avenue, and I love that you you kind of listened to whatever your market was doing. Um, you tried it out, and I I mean, I guess how did you manage that feedback from they found you through the magazine? Did you do you ask the questions beforehand when you go like how did you hear about us? Yeah, it, yeah. As soon as they contact us, so there is a contact through our website, and it'll say how did you hear about us, and some people will fill that out but a lot of times we'll just get an email or a phone call and I'll ask them you know I'll say you know what's your name and what are you looking for and we'll start talking and I'll say and how'd you hear about us and they'll say oh on next door app or oh my neighbor or my friend or so and so or the home mag or you know it's very, it's not very often that somebody says Facebook or Instagram. That's like very few and far between. It's usually next door app or the home bag. And that may be because honestly, Ashley and I both do not enjoy social media. We are not good at it. We know that it is a weakness of ours. And so we're just going to cater to our strengths and not our weaknesses. <laughs> hey, I, I like it. I like it. Just go all in, like go all in with where you're strong. Um, yeah, yeah, it makes sense, right? But so. if it's if it's working, and if you notice a considerable increase in business, and even though you would think Facebook is the way to go, and email or um, any sort of those social media area, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, all that good stuff, like all the things are such free access in front of your face all the time. To find it through mail and to realize it and be able to calculate it is pretty impressive. Like you've got your finger on the pulse of what the people who are looking for organization are deeming to be like trustworthy. Yeah. 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 And then they meet you like, oh yeah. And then word of mouth, like you said, the next door app and all that good stuff because people chat on there. But that's, you know, that would be more word of mouth stuff than it is the advertising uh, yeah, yeah, word of mouth is huge, huge for us. Before we did the home mag, it was pretty much all word of mouth. Really? Yeah. And then you're networking, so that's super important. 
And so networking word of mouth, but yeah, I mean, I've gotten clients from giving my card to somebody at a coffee shop who gave it to their friend. I mean, I just, that's just how I am. I just tell, literally tell everybody what I do. I've told people in the grocery store in line that what I do, I don't, I don't know how I begin these conversations, but like literally everybody knows that I do wherever I am. It's excitement. You never know. But I mean, I would say Julie is actually probably pretty good at networking too, because y'all would have never met up for coffee if she wasn't. That's true. But but man, I had to get out of my comfort zone just to message her and ask her to, to coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always like, yeah, let's go have coffee. Like, <laughs> I mean, you, you can definitely. Like, you want to do a podcast? Heck yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're like. <laughs> Hey, you want to go have coffee? Oh my gosh, I've been waiting for somebody to have coffee and talk about organizing things. <laughs> and that is 100% true. And you you can hear it just in Ashley's voice. Like, she loves people. She loves talking to people. And so that was definitely something that drew me to her. Yeah, it's pro- it might be part CrossFit thing. You know, they we talk a lot about a lot of different things. <laughs> if we're passionate about something, we just talk a bunch about it. But I'm that way about everything. Like, uh-huh. uh I took a surf lesson and all of a sudden I just couldn't stop talking about surfing. Um, <laughs> I go fishing. I cannot stop talking about fishing. Like I love fish. Anything that I love to do. That's like any... you went fly fishing in Bend. Oh, I love fly fishing. I've loved it my whole life. Like, see, I could, now I want to go on a whole rant about my Colorado trip when I was 18. I got in a van, my parents' van, that had a bed that, it folded down to like this bed. It was like an Econoline van or whatever. And I picked up my buddy in Arkansas, and we drove over to Durango is where we started. And then we zigzagged all the way through Colorado, and we fly fished every river we could, living in Walmart parking lots and eating chili until I had just enough money for gas to make it to Arkansas and back home. That sounds amazing. It was the best trip. I caught two fish. How old were you again? (laughs) I was 18. That's awesome. Yeah. We only got two fish the whole time. Well, this is the, the best journey, story. Ashley, it's the journey. I, yeah, and I love telling this story because this is the time when I say I pull the trigger, I pull the trigger. And I don't do I don't do I did very little research and I fly fished quite often in the Gulf like for redfish and tarpon and that sort of thing. I had never fished for rainbow trout ever in my life. Ever, wow. but I see a river runs through it. I saw it as a little kid. I thought, "This is I want to go do that. That's what I want to go do. I want to go have one of those adventures." So I told my buddy, he's "Like this is what I want to go do." And so he said, "I'm down." So I went and picked him up, and we went over there. And I have my big ten weight rod, which is catching gigantic fish. And I don't know if either one of you have fly fish, but you're probably only going to use about a three to five weight rod. And so I've got like double what I need, basically. Oh, no. And so it's like basically walking down. I was basically walking down the stream with a big old surf rod and a weight on it, throwing it out there trying to catch, <laughs> trying so to catch funny. rainbow trout. And so it took me a while to figure it out. I see guys walking by. I was like, man, that's tiny. Like that's a. And they would never say anything to me, but I know I got laughed at so much <laughs> on that trip. So what you're saying is, is you were not organized about the trip. No, not at all. I said, I'll buy all the flies I need to when I get to Colorado because they'll know what I need. 
and I did not look up the poles. I didn't look up the waiters that I needed. I, I, anything. I just went. Like I just went on the adventure. I was like, "Good this... for you." <laughs> and maybe both of you find this uh you can't be that way in business you have if somebody says they are looking for your service you have to just go okay i'm ready mm-hmm. you have yeah. to, it, you it definitely increases your comfort with taking risks because mm-hmm. you you do everything yourself you're not dependent on somebody else for a paycheck you're dependent on yourself to figure it out and so i think you get a lot more comfortable with uncertainty a great way to put it julie yeah, I really like I really like that a lot. I really like that a lot. Now, what are what are do you guys ever run into things where uh, you have a disagreement as far as like I'm just trying to picture in my head because I'm thinking right now if you both walk in and you both have a little spot where you're like I think we should do this here and put this basket there and then the other one's like well no I think that does that basket doesn't need to go there like is there any sort of silly organization arguments that happen? Oh, definitely. Those have happened. (laughs) Yeah, they they happen. And what I think usually ends up happening is that I realize that Julie is better at that stuff than me, and so I end up doing what she wants to do. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley loves the decluttering side, and I love the, like, design side of it all and how it's going to look in the end. And so it's a great compliment. I love to like sort and categorize and like put things in categories so that the client can see how many pins they actually have. Like, you know, <laughs> 500 pins, but I found them in 27 different places in their house. So I'll put them all together and then I'll put, you know, I love to like find like things and sort them out and put them all together. And that's like, 
where I'm like, oh, this is so much fun. And I love the whole organization process. But the very beginning part, I think, is my favorite. And Julie, like she said, likes to see the end part. So, you know, there's not many suggestions on how to sort things and categorize things. So we don't really get into disagreements on that. But it's just like the end part. And then I'm always like, well, Julie's better at this part than me anyway. So, yeah, we'll just go with what Julie says. For the most part, like Ashley and I, we get along really well and we are very preemptive with our communication. If we see something that we're not quite agreeing on, we'll hash it out sooner rather than later. So that's been really beneficial because I know a lot of people were telling us you need to be careful in partnerships, blah, blah, blah. Most of them don't end well. And so we've been very intentional with our communication and being upfront about annoyances or concerns. And it's been it's been good. So hopefully we can learn from other people's mistakes going forward and continue, continue to do that. You know, it's the right people. A lot of them don't end good. Um, being in, in businesses and like at least being a part of it where, you know, seeing my grandpa open a business and even between siblings, you know, and that the tension it can cause and the fights, like, I mean, we haven't really spoke to family afterwards, not because anybody's still bitter or angry about anything. It's just, that's, that was the result of having a partnership and working with either family or somebody outside. But then you see cases where I think it's that, that thing like we talked about earlier is the honesty about knowing your strength and weakness and being able to cut your ego out of it and allowing the other person to take charge when they need to take charge and meshing together. Well, it's like if you wanted to use an athletic phrase, it would be like, you know, a star player on the team takes less money to bring another player in so that they can win. I mean, that, that's, uh-huh. that is the same sort of thing that you would do. You know, you would you not sacrifice something from yourself. It's adding to what you provide. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, exactly. perspective is all it really is. It's like, do you want to be right or do you want to win? Yeah. Yeah. That's you, good. You know, honestly, I'm so incredibly that I met Julie and like just beyond thankful because our business would not be where it is now if it wasn't for us being together in this together and so to me having a disagreement on something and not not hashing it out or not talking about it it's not worth it it's not worth it to to have this end because I'm just so thankful that she's here with me on this journey and to me everything is small you know anything is small if you try I try and look at the bigger picture of things and be like is this really a big deal no you know it's not in the grand scheme of things it's not because in 10 years who knows where our business will be but I want to know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now how do you, how do you two so you, you said you travel the bend and you go all these places. How do you bring in income when you're working not in somebody's house at that particular moment? Julie? Um hold on. So <laughs> I mean, it is the nature of our business. We have very low overhead, but we make money when we sell projects and if we're not selling projects then we're not making money um 
but we're able to say that and use that wisely, invest it in advertising or invest it in traveling and expanding and networking in Bend. So um, when Ashley goes to Bend, word willing, we'll have some projects come in. We can sell those and keep making a little bit of money. But yeah, it definitely, it doesn't, we are not making money if we're not selling projects or working in people's homes. That's just the nature of it. So and the, the reason I asked that question is because is is kind of to shed light on something and it like you answer it because um, a lot of people don't realize when you're doing something, all the things behind the scene that you're not getting paid for. So it's like, okay, well, how many hours did you spend in my house? Uh, you spent like three hours there and you charged me this much money. That's a lot of money per hour. Well, how much effort did it take behind, like beforehand and then mm. after and all the things that you have to do to get prepared to do and the, it, there's right. so many other things that you have to do where you're working for no money. Mm-hmm. at that particular moment in time that um, really brings your hourly pay probably down lower than what you would be if you were at like a regular job because you have to always be constantly working on stuff. I see that with my wife. That was like the biggest eye-opener uh, was when she pursued her passion. It's like she gets paid for when she's there, but she's working the majority of the time when she's not there. Like that's yeah. she's working so much. It it so much goes into this stuff, and so really opened my eyes to a lot of behind the scenes things and like producing a podcast. I always thought people just clicked buttons, turn it on, record. That's it. Like whoa, this is like really hard. I'm not gonna lie, it's not my strong point, and it's extremely difficult. And when I mess up, I get so mad. Um, but it's it's uh it opened my eyes to seeing like. You think, oh, you just go and straighten people's houses. And I knew that there was more to it. And you say you travel. You're not bringing an income while you're traveling. You are. Right, not yet. But you're working. (laughs) But you're working. So, like, you're still hustling. And eventually it will come. But flying up to Bend, you're not, like, working at Bend in a little coffee shop in a workspace bringing in money. Right. So the only way that we make money while I'm in Bend is if we're making money while making money in Houston. Right. While I'm in Bend. So, or we're selling projects in Bend, which right. we'll pray that happens. Yeah. <laughs> right. that's the goal. So that's that's the goal. Um, for me to go to Bend and, and sell some projects. We do have two girls, um, two subcontractors there working for us ready to take some clients. So um, we're setting I'm working closely with um, there and working on getting her out to some events and some networking things. And um, while I was there for a month, I met and I networked with a lot of people. And the cool thing about Bend is it's a small, it's still a small city and there's a lot of local businesses and everybody supports local. Everything's local there. That's what's beautiful about it. My story Huh? I said everything's local there, and that's one of the things that's so beautiful about. It. That's what I liked about Park City, Utah, and that's what I like about there. Everything's local. Yeah. So when I tell people Julie and I's story, and that we have a successful organizing business in Houston, and my dream has been to expand to Bend, and this is my dream place to be, they're like, "Oh my gosh, that's amazing! I want to help you." And so they've they've told people about me and. I've had, you know, I've met people for coffee, and I have um, just a lot of people, a lot of in my pocket that I can reach out to as time gets closer to me going there and 
now that we have some girls there that are ready and willing to work for us, uh, one of the girls there that I'm working really closely with, she's able and willing to go out and network for me while I'm not there. So it's kind of all just coming together. Did you meet the person, that, like your subcontractor, did you meet them by networking out there? Is that how you did it? So the girl that I'm working closely with, her name is Laura. She is in that group that we're in of organizers. Oh, wow. Isn't that funny? So I posted on there, hey, I'm going to Bend. Who's, does anybody live in Bend? And she was like, oh, I do. And so I met up with her, and I was like, I really like this girl. Like, I like her vibe. I like her style. Like, she's, like, I, I could see myself working with her. And so I talked to Julie about it and everything. And then, um, and then I went back to Bend for the second time this year, and I met with her again. And we talked about, like, you know, just work in general. And she was like, you know, honestly, I really just want to work on a team. And so I was like, well, here's your opportunity. And so we kind of just all talked about it and it all kind of just came together. And so now she's, she's a part of our team. It's crazy and, that you can meet so many people with an abundance mindset like that through this little chat of organizers. Because, I, it, it, I, I mean, usually people are going to be like a scarcity type of thing where they're going to want to hold on to theirs and not let like, oh, here's competition coming in from Texas. I, I can't give her any business. Like, no, no, no. Let's let's do this. Like, that's the way you and Julie met. Like, yeah. you two met that way. And so it's it, it's very – and you're in the same town. You guys could be – you were competitors basically, right? You're so, so big. I feel like it's like – there's enough for all of us. <laughs> there, there really yeah, is. We're friends with other organizers in Houston too, and like we cheer them on, and they cheer us on, and it's it is great collaboration, not competition. They say. Do you ever rely on other people like that uh, whenever you get stuck in a project or need help, like something finishing up? Well, we go ahead. We'll bounce ideas off of each other. Sometimes we've also like reached out to them if they're the project that we weren't able to take on. We'll reach out to them and see if they would like to take it. Um, so we do try to collaborate and share ideas and help each other grow. That's so that's so crazy. I love it. <laughs> I love this little like network of organizers that are everywhere. It's like they should have their own little – well, I obviously have their own little group, but like it's, it's just – it's like this little chat room of all these people that are just like, yeah, we're all friends. Let's just all hang out together. Sweet. I mean, who else can we talk about organizing with all day long? <laughs> <laughs> who, would have not, who would have thought that could be a thing? It's a thing, and I love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, I really appreciate both of you being on the podcast. Go ahead and tell everybody where they can find all the information uh, to get a hold of you if they're looking to organize themselves. All right. So you can go to our website at www.mindyourmess.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Mind Your Mess. And you can call me at 713-498-338. This is Ashley talking, so you'll be calling Ashley. <laughs> Repeat that number again so they hear it because I think it kind of cut out a little bit. Okay, 713-498-1338. Gotcha. So you answer all the phone calls and Julie does uh, the other stuff? Yes. The phone calls come to me. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. All right. Well, thank you both for being on. This is a blast. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, it was a lot of fun. Thank you, Aaron.